Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. The Premier League is just two weeks away, so we're talking about some of our players to watch this season. We've got some more transfer talk, we've got front three, back four, and all of the good fun we usually get up to. Let's go! Arsenal has finally signed an adult. Yay for me. I do have one big question though. Do you think... Who is he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is he any good? No. Uh, I guess on paper, do Arsenal arguably have the best front three in the Premier League now? No. No. <laughs> no. Right, see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> Have they got the best front three outside the top four? Well, even the top two, though. I mean, who can you can say about right, you got Mane, Salah, and well, if you want to say Firmino, fair enough. I mean, that Mane, Firmino, and Salah as a three are better collectively as a team, clearly, because of what they're doing. They're scoring yeah. 100 goals collectively right, season, Man, the last two seasons. Man City's uh, front three. You've got Aguero, Sterling, and Sane. Silver. What is it even or, silver? You or Bernardo Silver. silver yeah, or Sane's, one of Sane's probably going to find you. Or Riyad Mahrez. Or Riyad Mahrez. So, no, so, they're probably no, I'd better. say arguably, but then after that, you're going to say top you four. Got Who is it? Kane, Son. That's you already Lucas. No, oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Well, Lacazette went off injured in uh, their friendly today. Oh, Looks no. like he might be out for a few weeks. So. Yeah, me. Uh, no, but no, actually, I mean, it's, it's nice to see, as an Arsenal fan, it's nice to see them actually spend a decent amount of money. I don't know where they got it since they said they only had 45 million to spend. Instalments, did you not hear? Yeah, 70 yeah, million five like years or something. Over five yeah. years. So that's the insurance five stuff. transfer windows Arsenal won't have any <laughs> money to spend. <laughs> the insu- oh, they're probably going to use that as an excuse. But the, also the, the VIG on that is going to be massive probably. Yeah, because 72 plus 10% every year or whatever, who oh, knows. But um, now, uh, I mean, I, look, to be honest, like most things, you could probably assume I've not seen them um, uh, what's his name again? <laughs> <laughs> Nicola Pepe. Nicola Pepe. I've not seen him uh, much, but I do know from uh, football betting that Lille were known for their uh, attacking last season. Isn't it? What are they second in the French league? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was their main man. He didn't. He didn't miss a penalty all last season. Yeah. Question is, he going to get pens? Don't know. He probably won't take him for. Didn't Abamou Yang miss loads? Yeah, he did. So. so he might get. Might be on pens. My only question mark with Pepe is: he going to score more goals or do more back heels? I'm unsure. What do you mean? That guy does two or three backhill flicks a game. Is he it? loves it. Absolutely loves it. Well, look, I was reading something about him today and he was just talking about sort of the kind of player he wants to be. And he said all the right things. He's like, I don't want to be kind of like a showy-off type of player. He wants to be more of a prolific, more uh, consistent type player. He's a good finisher. Yeah. The, the one thing I would say about him He used to play as a goalkeeper. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, and that's why he's like, I know how goalkeepers move. And then, ah. yeah, when he turned to, I think, like 18 or something, he became a, a winger. I don't know how that transition made. I don't know. The thing I'd say about that front three is that if like Aubameyang, Lacazette and Pepe, I would strike fear in any defender that has not got a bit of pace because they are rapid. I thought you were going to say it's because they are black. No, no. no they're, they're rapid. No. But also, all three of them are, are pretty strong finishers. They are good, strong finishers. So you hope that you're going to probably score a couple of two to three goals most games. The question mark for me is, are Arsenal going to be able to keep out 
two or three goals most games. So still, mm. the, I'm, I'm unsure about. Well, the thing as well with them three is that I think oftentimes you can't just have three individual good finishers. They're going to have to ha- be able to work with each other, create a little bit for each other, and be a bit selfless on occasions instead of just trying to finish every time. I think Salah benefits uh, in Liverpool's side because Firmino is a willing passer. Yeah. And Mane, to be fair to him, is uh, a willing passer as well. Salah is probably the only one that isn't. Um, Man City, we know that all of them are just... They're all about passing and playing and trying to do their best. So, I don't know, it'd be interesting, but it certainly has given a boost to, to Arsenal fans all around. Yeah, absolutely. Just need to sort that defence out now. Oh, I see Koscielny as well might be on the way out. Almost yeah. definitely be on his way out, yeah. But, I mean, Kieran Tierney is apparently all but done, which I think is an interesting signing. He's, you know, they, they compare him to Andrew Robertson for Scotland. So, if you, but if you look to Arsenal's back four... Right back wouldn't be the first place. He's a left back. Oh, he's a left back. Yeah. Left back wouldn't be the first place. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I know you've got Monreal, but Monreal yeah, yeah. probably not going to stay there all season. Or he's not going to stay it's fit just, all season. It's just centre backs. Like, and I, they're going uh, back to it. They're going back to a back fours instead of a, a back five or whatever they did uh, last season. Yeah. So I'm looking at who they played today. They played Maitland Niles right back, Chambers centre back. The Greek defender Socrates, Socrates yeah. Pastor and then Lampadopoulos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Monreal. So that at the moment looks like they're they're starting back for. That's, that's, uh, that's a week back. Well, well week it's pre season. Like, I don't know how much. What do you mean? It's the Emirates Cup. This is yeah. all Arsenal win. <laughs> <laughs> they well, take I mean, this. They take this highly seriously. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the teams are probably playing their first. Their first teams. Liverpool lost three 0 today against um, Napoli, and they were playing basically their first team. Napoli looked really strong this season, though. Yeah, well, it's odd because Klopp come out and said he's he don't know when to rest the front three. So, well, like before the season starts. Yeah, because he's like they've not. They've got so many games. They've got the Super Cup, and then against Man City in the next week. And then they've got the Community Shield, and then they've got they're on the Friday night game. So they've got like already they've got a congested schedule, and the season hasn't even started yet. Yeah, the thing with pre-season, you can't really look at it because I... Like, Literally what I just said and you said, but you can. Arsenal's Emirates Cup, they take that seriously. But if you watch it, if you look at any other pre-season game, they'll make about 12 or 13 subs in the whole game. You're like, well, yeah, yeah, they will, most, most time at half-time. You try and look at the first 20 minutes and see how that went. And then, because after that, they'll start changing, changing stuff. So Talk of pre-season, did you see Atletico Madrid destroy Real Madrid? 7-3. It was... Glorious. So the game, uh, Diego Costa, Diego Costa free, a hat trick and a red four, card. Four, four goals. goals. Four and goals, a, two and assists card. and a red card. What a legend. What an arsehole. <laughs> it was actually funny because you had Costa, Hazard and Courtois all playing in that game. Between the three of them, they're basically involved in all the goals. Courtois on the wrong side of most of them. But, um, yeah, they said, uh, Bale, the, the funniest thing about Bale, you know, especially the other day, they said he was going to China. Yeah. Because it had all been agreed, the fee or something. And, uh, just today, apparently, it's been it's been pulled out. Cancelled, yeah. They're saying that his family said to ask him not to go to China. So no, no they said Real Madrid had pulled it. Well, that, the BBC, the thing I was reading on the BBC earlier, reporting that his family had said to him, they did. Like, it was all signed. Uh, um, Real Madrid agreed, and then the Chinese club had agreed, and his family said no, we don't want you to go. So he was like, How could anyone tell you not to earn well, a million pounds or no? Like BBC have have got the thing saying Bell's move to China is off after Real Madrid cancelled the deal. Yeah. That's what but I they're thought. saying he cancelled because Bell asked to cancel it because he didn't want to go in the end. I don't know. As if they're going to do well, anything. Sedan's really just an idiot. Yeah, like, okay. He's, so. it's, imagine being Bell. It's like, 
Zidane, your manager saying, yeah, it's best for him to go, it's probably best they should be here. Like, to be so bold, I know, like, usually managers, I don't know if it's just Zidane or, or Spanish thing, they need to, like, but, like, usually they're a bit more coy about these kind of things, isn't it? But it's, it's just straight like, up saying he can't get, He can't get rid of him because no one can afford his it wages. It surprises How me. How much does he earn there? 600 grand a week after, uh, after tax. So right. this, this Chinese deal was a million pounds a week. But he's done all right since he's been there. Like, he, he, yeah. He's won three Champions Leagues. Three Champions Leagues, a league, uh, their version of the FA Cup. Like, yeah, and, and the thing is, he's played these part in them as well. It's not like... Score, score so winners in three of the cup finals for them. Yeah. Like it, it, they just hate him. But it's, well, because, it's Real Madrid. They, they just disrespect players when they don't want them. Like, you look at Casillas, they're one of their legends. They, they did not treat him well in these last few, de- few years. Raul, did, they did the same. It's like... I don't get why players want to go to Real Madrid when they're so cutthroat. As soon as they think... I reckon there's a money thing in that as well. Because, you know, like, Real Madrid are known to be quite dodgy in terms of their financial dealings in the background, isn't it? You can imagine they say, well, look, come to us and we'll give you something under the table as well. I mean, that's just me just speculating out of nothing. (laughs) Reckless speculation. No no legal. (laughs) Chris's views are his own. Chris's views are not reflective of the views of all Talk FC. (laughs) Have you not seen my 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 Twitter bio? It says uh, all these views are absolutely not my own. (laughs) Great, wonderful. Um, So yeah, anyway, back to Arsenal. I think that's great front three. Your problem is going to be keeping goals out, not getting goals. Agreed, agreed. Uh, But I mean, one of the only good things that might come from this, I'll be interested to see what happens to Özil, because now he'll get put in a position where he. Should hopefully enjoy, which is probably the uh, bench. back in another yeah, the bench. The bench. Behind Danny Ceballos, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. going to take his place. Well, if Koscielny's yeah. going, he's, he's being tucked to be maybe our captain. Who, Ozil? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why Arsenal it's, keep giving the captaincy to whoever's leaving next. It just doesn't make any sense. Try and get them to stay up. Surely it has to be Kolasinac. Oh, <laughs> it has to be captain. There's a man that you can stand behind. <laughs> yeah. After what he did this wow. week. Wow, yeah. wide or die. Like, oh yeah. my goodness. Have you seen the actual video of him fighting of off the robbers? Yeah, yeah. 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 wow. The, the, do you know, I've, I've not liked Colette Match at all, but that actually... That's a leader. Like, do you know what? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. That's the, it's an Eastern European right there. Absolutely. It's funny when like you look at footballers and see who are friends outside of... The, like yeah, outside of the game, Ozil, yeah, because yeah. just their styles are so different. You'd imagine their personalities being a bit different, yeah. and you're like, it's just weird. They're friends because one guy's like, I'll die on the pitch, and one guy's like, I really don't want to be here. Like, <laughs> I just do what's the least amount of work I can do and get away with it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, it doesn't look like Ozil's going anywhere, but it will put him back somewhere in the center of the pitch. It's a good chance sort of for him, position and stuff like that. Uh, well, I mean, uh, it'd be an interesting season because it'll probably be one of the best forward lines he if Pepe goes. It looks like it's done. Um, yeah, it'd be one of the best forward lines he's had to work with since yeah, being there. So. And they're, they're all rapid. So if if you talk about someone wanting to play balls in behind, which that's what he, that's what he used to do for Ronaldo. Yeah, I mean you can look anywhere Lacazette's around that picture. Quite rapid. But if you play Lacazette as a nine, yeah, and then you've got Bamiang and Pepe on either wings. If you get Bellerin and Tierney playing in that way as well, you, suddenly you've got serious overlap pace. You've got all sorts. It's pretty a lot, frightening. To a play lot of ground for Torreira and Xhaka to a try lot. and cover. And Guendouzi. You have, yeah. probably have to play all three of them. <laughs> Torreira, Ter- yeah. that, is, that is a perfect lineup for Torreira as well because he is he's he's all over that midfielder. Yeah. He's a, he's a uh, proper class centre mid. Jacka, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't know about him, but we'll see. No Kolasinac. 
So I reckon that means on paper as well, if they're not on um, one of the better front threes in the Premier League, if you want to say that, they're certainly on paper probably going to finish above Man United. I don't know. I'm still unsure. I'm, pre- I'm really like, unsure. You can look a lot into pre-season and yeah. we've had quite a strong start. <laughs> if, yeah, if you, I actually watched most of the game where Man United played Spurs last week. And United so really, friendly, friendly. United look really good. Why is it not really so friendly, friendly? There was a few like, yeah, was big a few, tackles, few big tackles flying in. But I mean, they, they, it looked like a proper Premier League game. They took it seriously, and admittedly, by like the seventieth minute, most of the young kids had come on. And it changed, but the first hour of yeah, that game yeah. it was like a Premier League game, and United were the better team. Dan James, I mean, I'm really, yeah, I'm, oh, I, can't I can't wait. wait to, I can't, can't wait, wait to see to it. Yeah, just when someone is just so fast. Yeah. You're like and that, with the ball as yeah. well, fast with the ball. Yeah. You're just like yeah. you don't. You can get away with Is he so Welsh much. Or English? Welsh. Ah, you can, they're always Welsh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those left wingers. Yeah. No, you're like, oh, that's a good young English player. No, he's from he's from Wales. Oh, I man. mean, we've got some pretty good young English players coming. Yeah, but imagine the Wales and well, Ramsey were English. You know. Uh, yeah. Well, we were saying it about gigs when yeah. we were growing up. Like that was yeah. missing. And Wales seem a bit more. Uh, Patriotic than Ireland, they won't just switch countries when they get good. Bigger Declan wise, yeah. But um, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing us this season. Yeah, I am. it's sort of a free hit for us. Like I don't, I think expectations are a bit low. We're clearly rebuilding with youth, so. Yeah, but then what's your expectations if you're looking to get to the them? young players playing? Yeah, like, so if that, we can get, so top, six, we get top six and have our young players yeah. bedded in and have a decent season. And get someone like Martial or Rashford scoring twenty goals a season as a number nine, I think, and get our defensive, you know, solidity back. Get uh, De Gea playing like he used to. I think we'd be pretty happy with that. I think it's a, it's one of those transition years that most. I feel like this is a, another example when we really need to track what we say and listen back later. Because I bet you, within about a month or two, you guys, if we're yeah, furious, no, we've lost the game. Why are they keep playing McTominay? Like I know it's coming out. Uh, I don't know. I think with Tomine, uh, when you look at our midfield, I mean, I hopefully, like hopefully Pogba's going to stick around. He might not, even, but I hope he does. Fred, unsure, but you never know. Could come good. Matic is on his last leg, so yeah, I don't yeah. think he's really there. You've got McTominay. The one I'm really excited about, although I, I don't know if he'll play this year, is um, Gomez. Is it, I don't know if it's Angel or Angel, but Angel Gomez, I'm calling him. He, Where's he from? Uh, he's English, 18 years old. Oh, it's Angel. Uh, <laughs> I thought so, but you never know. Angel, yeah. Angel Gomez, you That's know, that good old English name. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was in the, uh, you know, the under-17s with like Phil Foden everyone when they won the World Cup. He was the uh, vice-captain of that team. Everyone talks about him like he's the big thing, but he's he's the midfielder. All the other young United talents they talk about, Greenwood and everyone else, they're all attacking players. And you're like, yeah, all right. interesting well, to see Greenwood. I see, I want to see Greenwood this year because we've got a lot of players. Pre season, like he started quite well. But when you say like him, who? Well, he, he was basically going to play in a position that either Rashford or Martial or yeah. Dan James or Lingard or any of those players can play in that role. The reason Gomez is interesting is he's the only player. You know, when. Um, Last season, there was a game where Wolves played Tottenham. I think it was like a Saturday night game. And Wolves bought on um, Morgan Gibbs-White. Do you, I don't know if you remember watching it. And, and literally, he had one touch. Like, the ball came to him, one touch. Like, he turned and played a ball. And he like, instantly went, oh, that kid's good. And what, when I was watching that Spurs game, within five minutes, the ball came to Gomez. He did basically the exact same thing. Like Turned a player, quality touch, and then made an amazing pass. You're like, ooh, 
that kid's good. And he basically dominated the midfield. And he was against Ndombele, Sissoko, like the Winks. He, he's the player, he's the next player closest to Carrick that we just don't have. So hopefully, hopefully he can come good, but we'll see. Did you see uh, Liverpool signed um, Fulham's young player, what's his name? Yeah, Harvey Elliott. I saw that this morning. The 16-year-old, the guy with the crazy top bun. Yeah, he looks a bit of a wanker, but like, <laughs> he does. Well, he's a bit agreed. But you see, a, he came on today. I, did I was he, just looking at Liverpool. He, Napoli. he played. He played for Liverpool today. Did yeah. he really? Yeah. They literally what, announced it like two hours ago. Yeah. That's amazing. So That's I'm crazy. looking at this starting lineup that Danny called uh, Liverpool's was it strong team. So they they started with a front three of Chamberlain, Origi, and one Alden. And then they well, brought sure. they brought okay, on I didn't know Harvey Elliott, Harley Elliott, Harley Elliott, Bobby Duncan, Key Hover, Harry Wilson, Vandenberg. They played them or they brought them on? Brought these guys on. Yeah, Brewster, Lallana, Gomez. I told you the three that started: Origi, Chamberlain, and one Alden. I mean the rest of the team. It was it was Van Dijk and everyone, right? And well, Trent Alexander, Robertson. Yeah, the back four was the back four, but that's it. Like oh, and the midfield wasn't it? Fabinho. Milner and Henderson. Oh, well, maybe not. Then. <laughs> Still, uh, are there any other kind of big transfers that look in on the horizon before the season starts? Because I think Harry Maguire, Zaha to Everton, Zaha to Everton. You both, was it you two laughing at me when I said no? So, I was another one Danny called. Come on, let's say <laughs> Everton as if you called that one. You would have mentioned that when I was like, oh, it'd be good if Arsenal got him. No, someone, someone must have been work. I was talking to him and I said, well, if he doesn't go Arsenal, where's he going to go? And we were like, well, maybe Everton, but I don't know. Imagine, imagine him and Dino on the left. I think at this point now, he's a bit bigger than a club like Everton. I think he, he should have another shot at a big club, but I don't, I don't know who I He guess. wants Champions The funny thing is, he says, I want to leave for Champions League football. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you're not, Arsenal aren't really going to give you that. Well, but you know what he means. Like, if you're in the top six, you're fighting for Champions League. Yeah. I don't know if Everton's the one that's going to get no, you. No, Everton is not going to get you there. No. That's why it's funny, because he probably will end up there if he doesn't stay at Palace. But Palace can afford to pay him wherever he wants, so he might as well stay. Yeah, okay. I guess. When did they come last season? Palace. Probably 14th, 5th, somewhere mid-table. Yeah, yeah top half. half. Oh. Nah, they definitely weren't top half. Um... But yeah, Man United are forever linked with Bruno Fernandes. Oh, please. The guy Danny please. said signed for City months was, ago. They, they claimed he'd <laughs> signed. They claimed he'd signed a pre-agreement. <laughs> First on news. First on news. Fingers Still, on the pulse. I'd, I'd be happy to be wrong about that one. That, oh, that'd be awesome. I don't you know. know. He's one of these players that I just always him. comes up. Like linked. I'm trying him. to think. Throughout years, there's always these players always linked with players. Yeah. With clubs. And you're like, they go from being like a good player to... He's the reason the club never made top four if they had just signed him the year before. And I'm like, we're just going to be linked with him forever. But the reports are getting stronger now that we've actually had... Some are saying we've had bids accepted. And I'm like, okay. Well, I've uh, seen things saying he's having a medical and a few of <coughs> sorts. But I did love seeing my note about, the, about Woodward. Woodward's negotiation tactics yeah. are the greatest, greatest, greatest the thing ever. You've been out of the deal. <laughs> he's so bad. So bad. But if we can get that one over the line, that would be just unbelievable. The guy got 20 goals and 13 assists. I know it's the, the Portuguese league, but he doesn't, he's not even a striker. Like he's just a midfielder. So to get, probably need a midfielder. Do you think Lukaku's well, going then? Oh, Lukaku's what was he's he's surely picture? going. Yeah, his picture was him and his agent, wasn't it? Yeah, him and his agent with a um, finger, of, like the emoji with the finger over his mouth. Saying, yeah, because they're saying, saying now, but 
Saris having a medical and a brain scan for offering Dybala and money for Lukaku. <laughs> so that's Do you know that whole it's... Juventus and Inter have this thing where, like, if you ever look at um, some of the news that comes out of Sky Italy, so funny because it's all false. It's all yeah, like, yeah. Sky, all the jokes. It's weird. Well, yeah, it's run by I, don't, I can't remember who it's from. Not proper Sky, but Sky Italy. They're called. But honestly, basically, they're that just Juve and Inter. Basically, just come out with spout shit to try and up the prices of each other's players or try and screw each other over. So this is a classic example where Inter and Conte wants Lukaku to come out, Conte said weeks ago in his press conference, like, yeah, we just wait, we really want him, we're waiting for him to come kind of thing. United have said, oh, he's injured, that's why we're not playing him. But then some are saying, well, we're not playing him because he's not 100%. If he gets injured, that will mean he won't be able to get um, transferred. And then you've got Inter suddenly turning up going, yeah, we'll give you Dybala. Like, uh, Juventus. Like, of course you're not going to give Dybala for Lukaku. That's ridiculous. But they're just trying to up the price, basically, for Inter Milan. Yeah. So stupid. Oh, but yeah, he, he looks like he's almost definitely going. But then you, you, your starting strike's just going to be Rashford then, isn't it? And Martial. Martial. He's been playing number nine. Has yeah. He's scoring goals. Sanchez. The interesting. Like, Martial, I mean, not to for look me, too much into pre-season, but let's look at pre-season. Yeah. But for Mar- Martial, for me, I feel like this is his last chance at United. Oh, for sure. If he has, if he gets a chance to play his up third front. or fourth season now? That... Yeah, but in his first season, he played number nine under Van Gaal. He was our top goal scorer. Yeah, he was good under Van Gaal. He was sort of, didn't strike anyone as a Mourinho-style player. And once you're not in Mourinho's top 13, 14 players, it's hard to get back in. Yeah. Um, of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you, are you yeah. Drogba? Are, are you, you Drogba? Lampard? Yeah. No Lampard? No, you're out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You never mentioned Arsenal's other signing, that Danny Ceballos. Ceballos. Yeah, we just, yeah. We well, just we said. Spoke, we spoke a little bit last week about him, but what's he? He's like 21, is he? From Real Madrid. Yeah, young Spanish guy. Are all these things about what he used to post, some controversial stuff, but is that real or is that? don't know. What was it? Like racist stuff? <laughs> Let me get some up. You always hear this about young players and young athletes nowadays. Isn't <laughs> it? Like, what, what are you going to do? It's like... He did it three years ago. Oh, he was 15 when he was on Twitter. Like. I love this headline from The Sun today. Danny Ceballos embarrassed in first Arsenal game as bumbling gunners spell his name wrong on the team sheet. <laughs> right, good start. I do like The Sun. Probably Emery. A good evening. <laughs> Ceballos. Is that two beats or one? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. You just hope he doesn't go the way of Denis Suarez. But hopefully... hopefully Denis Suarez has gone back to Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone back. Yeah, what a waste of money. Well, he came injured and then never got better. And you're like, well, why did you even get him then on yeah. loan? It's so weird when you see players. Like, I was watching, I checked the score of Real Madrid Atletico and I saw Javier Hernandez scored. I was like, has he gone back to Madrid? He's <laughs> like, no, it's a 19 year old defender. Yeah. I was yeah. like, that's like uh, for West Ham, they've got a player called Trezeguet. You're like, oh, he's got a time. I Googled yeah. whether he was his son or, some, or yeah. was he the latest. It's not even his name, is it? No, it's, it's, not, it's his nickname. No, his actual name isn't got Trezeguet in it. Does he look like him or something? No, 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 I, I just why. saw Trezeguet and I thought, okay, maybe this is. Uh, I was checking him on fantasy football. How much yeah. he cost? Yeah. Hefty. How much is he? I didn't. Oh. Well Thanks for ruining my joke, then. There you go. Uh, he's Egyptian, I think. Why? Should we talk about some of the players that we uh, might be once to watch this season? Next week we'll do a few more previews into the season, but we're doing our predictions next week. We'll do our predictions next week. We we'll write them about down some and put them in envelopes. And <laughs> our best. Uh, I'll, I'll try and take this. Um, our three big predictions. I'll try to get a bit more seriously this time. It was a bit of a joke, but uh, you guys didn't follow, and they've been holding it against me ever since. So, uh, well, Özil was not player of the season. I know so, he yeah. was never going to be because he's Özil. 
But um, listen to us next week to hear what kind of Arsenal predictions I make. But all right, let's talk about some of the places. This was your idea, Danny. You want to talk about ones to watch this season. So uh, we're going to go through not all of the teams. Danny wants to go through every single one. But every time we do that... I suggested doing For half. listeners, I know it's a bit boring. Plus, I mean, we all know that I've not no watched Norwich before. You know, <laughs> yeah. how many times you can talk about Cardiff players. Like. <laughs> so we'll just go Might through... I even in the league. Well, exactly. Oh, they're not. Oh, jeez. I've got at least three here. Yeah, ones to watch. Yeah. In the championship this season. Yeah. Patterson. Patterson. Yeah, great striker. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll just go randomly through some teams if you want. Okay. Dan, why don't you kick us off? All right, well, mine's an obvious one because it was the same guy I said last year. Uh, John McGinn. Uh, John McGinn, who carried Aston Villa to championship glory last year in the uh, playoff final. Uh, everyone talks about Grealish. Everyone says Grealish is their man, and he is great, Grealish, and this, I think it'll be a big season for him. Is John but McGinn John, Irish? Uh, no, he's Scottish. Oh, for goodness sake. I know, gutted. But John McGinn is... Uh, for, he's unbelievable. He's going to be a big, big star. You think he's better than Jack Grealish? You don't think... Grealish They're different players. Well. Like, John McGinn is a, is a central midfielder, proper yeah. central midfielder. Grealish isn't. He's a bit more attacking, but... Um, they're, they're different but yeah John McGinn makes that team tick and what you, is going on with Scotland they've got some players that are coming out like in football and in rugby yeah. what is, have they just sort of invested more in their sports or something is it Brexit or is it just trying to <laughs> trying to separate from England That's so I don't weird. know you get these golden generations sometimes don't you like, I'm not saying that is for Scotland yet but they've got some interesting youngsters well they've been for Scotland one of their better teams just because they haven't got a high bar but, yeah. yeah there's no Kenny Miller though not yet Mark, you got one. Are we just saying random just teams? Random well, I don't know. I mean, no, let's just bounce around. This is, that, that's my view. Is I think John McGinn's going to have a big season and he's going to become a, a big household name. Just, just the one I'm going to Let's yeah. just flow it. Yeah, right. Let's have some fun. We don't have to be so rigid. All right. Uh, this is a random one. No, that's terrible. But Kevin Morellis. What, the, of Everton? Yeah. Uh, Hasn't he gone to Turkey? No, he's been playing right back for them to replace... Uh, Coleman. Coleman. And it, I just... Like, the thing Coleman is, I've always... I've always thought he was a decent player. And then he just he sort of disappeared off the radar totally. And I just have this feeling he might get back. Let me double check he hasn't left. But... <laughs> Isn't it? Well, I was just going to do the same thing. I, I feel like the guy's 31. Uh, he's no, you're right. He's, still, he's gone back to Everton. Oh, yeah, was he on loan last season? Uh, yeah, I think he went to like Bursa Sport. Or, like, Ita- oh, no, wait, he, was, he, went to he was just on the bench in the, oh, really? since December. God. This, Oh no, there you go. It was at Fiorentina in the 2018-19 season. He played 27 matches and got two goals. Good player. Good player. 31-year-old. But I think he's, he's going to come back now as a right-back. So if Ooh, he gets a couple he's years... He's going to come right back as a right-back. Yeah. Do you know, is Coleman not going to play? Rewind. No, I don't know. But Is he injured? Well, that's what I'm asking. I didn't know, but maybe. I was thinking about putting all him your in my... Input, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about putting him in my fantasy team. Obviously not now. Yeah, he, don't put Coleman play. in. Not the way Morelos has been playing pre-season. Really? As we've discussed, okay. you can and can't look into pre-season. <laughs> <laughs> don't look into it, but we should at this <laughs> point. Should, yeah. Do you know, I've actually got wow. an Everton player that's uh, one to watch. Is it Luca Dean? Who? Luca Dean. No, right. of course not. Then, then he's not their best player, but go on. 
It's not no, their it's best, not best player. player then, isn't it? It's about being like, oh, this player's had a, a, a season I wasn't expecting. It's yeah, not like... so my one to watch is Duncan Ferguson. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yerry Minow, of course. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. I will do that every year until he starts playing. I believe in him. He didn't get off the bench last year. A couple of times. Yeah. But now Jaggy Elka's gone. Yeah, he's gone back to his home club, Sheffield United. Exactly. So, Yerry Minow might be in for a massive season. Um, he's going to be my captain first week in uh, fantasy football. Triple captain. Boom. Get it in there. He's going to get two headers and they'll concede three times, but I'm sure they'll balance out. Yeah, Yerry Minow. I don't know why. I just, I just what, three games in the World Cup and I'm just in love with him. I think he's going to yeah. be great. Okay. He might be. To be fair, he, he did all right when he played. But yeah. And they've lost Kurt Zuma. So I don't, understand, I don't understand why they didn't play him. And I thought they actually signed him with the intention of having him as their starting centre back. And I think because he was a bit injured when he came in last season, didn't he? And maybe yeah. he just didn't work himself back, uh, work himself into the team from that. Um, which I, I don't really know what to take from that. Whether that's him not working hard enough to actually win the position. But yeah, we but, know. More, more hope than one to watch. I don't know about. Everton's defenders, but they've lot obviously Zuma's gone back to Chelsea now and yeah. then um Jagielka's gone. So in terms of actual defenders, you might be right, I don't he know. might just play through default. Well, well <laughs> they've got Mason Holgate. Who else have they got in defence? Uh, let's have a look. Genuinely. Oh Keane. Oh Michael Keane. Yeah. Keane and Holgate were the two, weren't they? But yeah, yeah, yeah actually he, he should stand he a goes. chance. He should stand a chance to play. And we'll give a little shout out to Fabian Delph. How about that? Mark's favourite English player. Yeah. Will he play left back? Yeah. Unlikely. Yeah. Go on, Mark. Start us off with another one. Who you got? Is it me again? Yeah, go for it. Uh, obvious one here, but Mason Mount. Oh, he's my next yeah. one. Scored yeah. twice today. Yeah. Well, yesterday, one of them. Um, Say which team it is, just for the listeners. It's for Chelsea. And uh, yeah, like, for Chelsea, you could name a lot of their youngsters. So Mount, Drinkwater, <laughs> Bakayoko. <laughs> But yeah, no, it'd be interesting to see who they play because they can't bring anyone in. You no, know, it's so. just a fantasy football kind of death trap, isn't it? Because you're like, all these young players they're all going to be, be dirt cheap, and he's six talking million. about how he's going to play for them. No, but they'll be like, oh, he could play. He's five point oh. He's five point yeah. The only thing I would say with Mason Mount on all the Chelsea youngsters is he's probably the closest to being a starting lineup. Oh. You look at how he's. I know preseason is preseason. He's played basically every game in school. Don't look into it. No, but he but, played well against Man United last yeah, year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And yeah. for Derby last year, he was Lampard's main man. Like, from midfield, he scored, I think, 10 goals. He got a whole bunch of assists as well. He was their main man. Part of the reason they got to the playoffs. And he's got Lampard again in charge. So I 100% could see it. That was why he was on my list as well. I could see him having a massive season. And potentially making the Euro 2020 um, team for England as well. Oh, I thought you should say for Scotland. No, uh, for there's, a, there's an Englishman yes, for you. Yes, come on. I've actually got a few for Chelsea. I feel like I should just pick one, though. Um, can I say all three? Yeah, let's go for them. Yeah? Well, uh, I thought um, uh, Kante, now that Sari's not... No, yeah, no, no, now yeah. that Sari's not there, he might actually be able to play his actual position. Yeah. And really. obviously, we know how good he is, but in terms of how he fits in the Chelsea side, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, What's really interesting is is Lampard seems to be playing 4-4-2 quite a lot. Mm. He seems to like 4-4-2. A few times he's played 3 up top, but generally he's playing 4-4-2 because people like Tammy Abraham and um, I've forgotten the other ones are are playing up front. And so uh, Mason Mount gets to play as a 10 and then you do need holding midfielders. So Kante is sitting in exactly the role you want. The kind of role he did for Leicester. So yeah, yeah. my other one was Jorginho because now they'll switch (laughs) back to he'll switch back to his ideal position too. Of Kante's position. Well, that that was that was the whole point. Jorginho's position was Kante's position. I think. Well, I don't know. Oh, 
Um, the other one was Christian Pulisic. Interesting. Uh, what about sure uh, what Alonso? Could well, Alonso come back? I don't think he's going to play a week. You back call it. You call it good last season. <laughs> yeah. so I'll be interested to see what you have But to for say. a few weeks, it was dodgy. I don't know you can call. I don't think Lampard plays wing back, so I don't, I don't think. It's I, tough because I'm, 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 I'm looking Pulisic, at Pulisic, obviously, because he was. Um, what was he on? He was, they bought him, he stayed on at Dortmund, yeah. fell out of favour there. But it's supposed to be a good Whether you player. can read into the team he started, but he started Christians. Well, it is Zappa, so. Zappa Costa. Yeah, Ederson, probably, right? Tomori and Alonso, where he's back for. Oh, really. Then he played Drinkwater, Bakioko, Kennedy, and Barkley in midfield. I mean, that is a second string team, if you've yeah. heard of one. But then you start looking at who he brings on. And he like, must have oh. bought on his first team, right? Well, no, because he ended with Mount, Kovacic, Jorginho, yeah. Pedro. Abraham and Batshuayi. That's his, that's what I mean. That's what he's been playing. Batshuayi and Abraham as a front two with Mount behind. And it, it's I funny because half these players you fought left Chelsea, and it's like they've all just sort of come well, back. They've, they've got their yeah. transfer ban, haven't they? So they've got to keep them now. Got yeah, them but you, you'd thought they'd sold half these players, but they've just gone alone everywhere. Mm. Can I throw one out there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for Phil Foden from Man City. He's on my list too. Yeah. Do you hear what Guardiola said? Well, Pe- Pep talks out of his own arsehole sometimes. Yes, he's yes. the most talented player he's ever managed. The guy managed Messi. <laughs> Imagine. He's managed Messi's, Iron Robin, like. Xavi and uh, Iniesta. And he's talking about. Look, Phil Foden is, I'm sure, a good player. But, I mean, even on his own team, he's got Raheem Sterling, Aguero, Kevin De Bruyne. I, like, think, I think his quote was something along the line, like the, the best player I've seen at his age. Which, admittedly, even then, he had Messi at that age. So yeah. that's still stupid. Yeah. But So I think he covered it a little bit. But he oh, clearly, he's got a huge potential. It's, clearly, it's interesting because he kind of... He didn't go that far when he talked about Raheem Sterling. He decided to take Raheem Sterling under his wing and say he could make him the best player ever in, in the yeah. world and yeah. all of that stuff. So I think for as an English fan, and for Phil Foden specifically, it's good for them if he's deciding, all right... Sterling is now good. I'm going to take on Phil Foden. He seems to have this obsession. Did he do this at other clubs? Because he seems to have obsessions with like particular English players. Like, no, uh, I, I don't know if he's taking on... Like, Poch does it a little bit, doesn't he? Poch feels like he owes England's English players and his teams a bit. And I don't know if he's starting to come... I feel like they say about players that aren't as good to boost them. Like, Probably. Maybe, yeah, that's, like, like, that's why he never said anything similar like about <laughs> Sterling or about... Aguero, like, because he thinks th- these guys are going to be good regardless of what I do. Well, Maybe kinda, he, Foden needs. He, like... he sort of did that with Bernardo Silva last season as well. He's True. the first and he was right. Sheet. And he was right. And Bernardo uh, Silva was one of their best players. It's weird with that team. Now I reckon he could say that about anyone, and all yeah. of a sudden they're the feature. They're, they're all oh, so on. good. You know, like Bernardo Silva was one of their absolute best players last season. Of course, he was immense. Yeah, yeah. He so, said he was better than Salah. Exactly, he was immense. Which is ridiculous. Which is a liar. Yeah. <laughs> but you said it, <laughs> Danny Guardiola. <laughs> Uh, the only other thing I thought is maybe um, people were trying to nap, jump in and convince Foden because it's like Euro 2020 year oh you should go out on loan or you should you should move away from City because he won't play yeah, so maybe Scott, he was Scotland trying to a really good young player what? Phil Foden yeah no he's Welsh <laughs> um, yeah f- imagine Foden, Mount and Madison that's a bit weird they're all kind of similar players actually. yeah we need a holding midfielder uh, yeah. do you know who that holding midfielder is? Angel Gomez oh no I wasn't going to say him Go on, you guys say one, because I've got to Yeah? Go on, who? Well, I was going to say Hamza Chowdhury for Leicester City. Yeah, interesting. He's my one to watch for Leicester as well. Uh, he kind of, he, he didn't feature too much last season, but I think on the back end he had a few games. And 
I, I think I might have seen him in maybe one or two games, uh, full 90 minutes. And I just thought, one, I thought he was an English, but then also, I thought he was pretty good for a young player. Uh, which game did they play against Arsenal? I can't, was it, it wasn't an Epic Cup game, was it? I'm trying to remember. But I remember seeing him against Arsenal in particular and thinking, um, he looks outstanding. In, the only did you hear what you know in uh, the under twenty ones championships where we we got knocked out and we yeah. lost to France like in the dying minute and he he made that rash challenge got a red card gave away the pen and he came out and said this is the worst moment of my life I'm I'm sorry to all of England and like and you felt like that's harsh I'm like a twenty year old kid who's come out and feels like he's let the whole world down You're like it's an under twenty ones tournament it's okay but I feel, I feel like that's really good setting him up well for his England career uh, we'll see. But yeah, I, I like him. I like him. He looks a really good player. And like you said, we need more of these sitting midfielders. So, yeah, I like him. You got one? Um, well, we talked about him already, but Dan James is super exciting. I think we, we said a bit. But uh, there was a few eyebrows raised when they spent 25 million quid on a young kid from Swansea. But yeah, I've he, never seen him play. He is rapid. Yeah. Honestly, so quick. So, so quick. And with the ball, that's why he's so exciting. He just flies by players with the ball. Um, he likes to. He plays on the left. Likes to cut in. So if he can get shooting boots on, you never know. Could get a few goals. Uh, um, he's he's the thing I'm most looking forward to about Man United this season so far. Yeah, it's exciting. As I said, like when someone's just so quick, it it's the yeah. type of player who gets you that's, off your seat. I mean, that's what Pepe's like. Honestly, when you if you when you go to some games, if he's there and he's playing, yeah, but it's just it like, so rapid. Is it like Aaron Lennon quick, where he can't really do much with the ball. Well, that, no, chase. but that's that's why Dan James is interesting because yeah. he's he's running at pace with the ball. He's not yeah. kicking it and then running after it. He's literally running at that pace with the ball. So he's a good dribbler. So yeah, he was on my list. What about you, Mark? I'm going to go for. We talk about England needing a centre mid. Jack Wilshire. <laughs> let's let's see what happens this season with him. And, still uh, got hope. Still got hope. He's only 27 years old. Oh, like, that's mad, yeah. isn't it? That's absolutely mad. And cigarettes, boy, take it out of you. Yeah. That's... The, the, only thing he, the only thing unfortunate for him is when you look at West Ham's team, they've actually got an abundance of really good midfielders. Yeah. And they've just bought Fornells, Pablo Fornells, who was on my list. Actually, another one, one to watch. <clears throat> he was absolutely incredible last season. Um, played in uh, Bundesliga. And um, he... He's the kind of guy, he just loves an assist. He's the, like a Dusan Tadic, I just want to get an assist kind of player. So uh, they brought in, uh, what's his name, Haller from Frankfurt. Sebastian Haller, he was the guy who played with Luka Jovic last year. Also scored about 30 goals. Might be good, I'm sure. Big, tall guy, win lots of headers. But yeah, when you've got Fournels, you've got Yarmolenko coming back, you've got Lanzini, you've got Antonio, you've got... Um, Noble. <laughs> They've just got a lot of like, yeah. attacking midfielders. Yeah. Well, I see Wilshire got man of the match yesterday against Fulham. So, in their pre-season Did he really? Friendly. Did he? <laughs> well, they got Declan Rice. Got, oh, Felipe Anderson, of course. Probably their best player. Good Irish player, Declan Rice. Yeah. Um, Snodgrass. I keep going through this. Like, they've got a crazy amount of basically attacking midfielders. So I'm not quite sure how Pellegrini's going to make that work. But Who's their strikers then outside? Well, Chicharito. Haller and Chicharito. So, oh. Sebastian Haller, they've just signed. Yeah. Benteke would be good there, it seems. <laughs> if you don't, if you want someone that's not going to score goals, yeah, exactly. I just spent thirty six million on. Hold up, hold up, play. Uh, do you know what? Seeing you've gone for a hang team, I'll go for my team, Arsenal. Uh, one to watch, Rob Holding. Uh, still injured. Th- still injured, but you know, look, if uh, you've got um, you've got uh, Kashani, most likely going to leave. 
we need to improve our centre-backs. But I think, I, like, I, I've liked Rob Holding for a while. I think he potentially is a really, really, really good centre-back. I don't know how good, um, particularly in the England scope, but Rob Holding has the potential to be a, a good top six starting centre-back, possibly better. And um, I just uh, yeah, want to see, there, there's going to be an because I don't think, I don't think our centre-backs are set in stone. Uh, so it was just interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm my, the jury out on him as well. I, Are you I, yeah. holding out on him? Holding out. <laughs> That's a Martin joke, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Mine are usually less obvious. Oh come on! No, that, no, we, that was we, good. We, that we, was we, good. That was improving. Yeah. We looked at the races and he goes, "Oh, why the long face? <laughs> How's that?" Do you know what I mean? Come on now. Did I say that? Yes. Yeah, you want? Like, you 100%. Like yeah. 100%. Start practicing his dad jokes. <laughs> Yeah, go on, Mark. Give us one. I'm kind of running out. I just said Wilshire. That was. Oh, that's alright. Well, you're only doing this now off the fly. Yeah, yeah. 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 literally yeah. googling players. <laughs> yeah, all day. Well, I'm googling pre-season. What have you been up to today? Yeah. Uh, well, I played football. Had a nap. Watched a great game of darts. Watched the hurling semi-final. Honestly. Well, I was going to go. I was score. Right? I was going to. I was going to play golf, but then. Uh, Danny was like, he can't do weekdays because eight o'clock is too late to do pods. So let's let's do eight o'clock Sunday night because how's that any different? Because I'm going to work all day. I'm not exhausted. Have you seen him after work? You look like death. Yeah, did you not see me on Thursday? Christ. You haven't had lunch at work for like three months. (laughs) (laughs) I've got one. Go on. Sheffield United's Ravel Morrison. (laughs) Oh, that's a big shout. Once a <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. You have to. I mean, like, he might be a reason to watch Sheffield uh, United. Like he will be in the early week. He's still yeah. their best player, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, they've got that's such a useless squad. Uh, I, I couldn't I really just, name I just, any others. Yeah, I would just like <laughs> to see him play well. Hopefully, he's got that fug life behind him and um, <laughs> you know, starts, to, starts to actually make a career they of it. Just bought, um, they bought that guy from Bournemouth, um, Lise Mousset. Yeah. And you're like, just know your level when you you're buying a player that's like fifth choice at Bournemouth. Who did Bournemouth well, record signing? Bournemouth just bought that. That was their record signing. Yeah, yeah thirty million. Yeah. Who is he? <laughs> He's like fifth choice striker at Bournemouth. <laughs> but Bournemouth just bought the Huddersfield bloke. Yeah, Billing. Another weird one. Like for like fifteen million. You're nothing... like no one at Huddersfield yeah. is worth fifteen million. <laughs> like no one. Like, He's a centre back, wasn't he? Uh, Billy, Billy, no, yeah. he's, a, uh, no, he's a midfielder. Oh, really? he? Oh, yeah. Okay. But uh, no, the only one more exciting at Sheffield United than Ravel Morrison is Chet Evans. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, if he scores in the Premier of... League, that will come back, won't it? Oh, he's yeah. going to get abused so much. He will. They, no, they, they generally, the only guy they generally have, apparently, uh, Oliver Norwood was like their player of the season. So I was looking at their squad and I was thinking about FPL. And I was like, is there anyone? Yeah. And this guy, Oliver Norwood, is the I'm only one with any potential hope. He's Northern Irish. And yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll see. I, I don't, I mean, Sheffield United, you know, they're just going to be awful. I don't think they're going to be as bad as Huddersfield. I, I, I think Huddersfield could up. be the worst Premier League team. Yeah, I don't think Sheffield United will turn up and roll over and lose 4-5-0 every week. They'll make a game of it, but they're going to lose a lot of games. Man United still couldn't beat them. <laughs> oh, um, I've got another one. Go on. So you know, remember a few weeks ago we were talking about um, potential teams for next season. I mentioned Brighton. I'm yeah. starting to get a little bit more nervous now they're making no more signings <laughs> and still have <laughs> 36-year-old up front. They've got Glenn However, however I like Graham Potter, their manager, and Leandro Trossard, who is the guy I mentioned before, who's their record signing, 18 million, he is some player. So yeah. I expect, he's, a, he's a winger from Genk, <laughs> came from the Belgian League. Um, 
he's a winger. I still expect him to be their top goal scorer, or if not, like their top two or three goal scorers, because I don't expect With two him to, goals. Well, I don't expect him to score that many goals, but uh, he he's an exciting prospect, and I think Brighton's basically a, a bit of a stepping stone for him. He he could go to a big club, so I'm looking forward to seeing him play. For some reason, I got I put down Nathan Ake for Bournemouth, and it's more just because he might be going to a bigger club, and I'll be interested to see this season if, if he does stay kind of like Harry Maguire I guess is like if they end up staying with their club will they still prove themselves to be the type of player that should be going to a bigger club or you know was it kind of like a, a flash in the pan type thing will they end up losing their stock so if he ends up staying at Bournemouth will he sort of sustain that or get better or will he just do you know what I mean like, I don't know I'm not sure because I'm yeah. not sure if he's a top four top two sort of uh, club type player he's so. close I, I know what you mean you could see him like if could Arsenal do with Nathan Ake yeah probably yeah, but that's Arsenal that's different yeah, could Man you're City talking about a top Man 16 yeah. so yeah could Man, could Man United right now without Maguire still in the door could they do with Nathan Ake yeah probably Yeah. but so, is he going to elevate the team or is it just going to be like another placeholder isn't it he's not a Van Dijk no, he we're will not, be playing no, with we're him not about, yeah we're not talking about that we're talking about players that will elevate you in a position or elevate your team somewhat um, don't know, but I, I like him. Yeah, I like him. No, no, he's good. He's good. I just, you know, is he going to take that next level? I'm going to look at his age now. And he's thirty-two, isn't it? He's <laughs> yeah, a good young player. Someone who's not going to step up to the level. What a Newcastle team! <laughs> I just saw they bought forty million for Joe Linton. Joe Linton was fucking useless last season. He couldn't. So he played for Hoffenheim last year. I think he got six goals or seven goals, and he's come in and supposed to replace Rondon and Perez, who between them. Got He's what, never played 25, players. 30 goals between them. They're the only ones basically scoring for Newcastle. I think Charles was their third highest goal Where's Rondon too. Gone? Rondon's gone to China with... Um, Bale. No, what's the, with um, the manager. What was the Newcastle manager? Benitez. Uh, Benitez. He's taken Rondon with him to China. Oh. They've got Steve Bruce in. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they've gone and spent £40 million on a useless St- striker. Steve who... Bruce just made me not look at Newcastle at all. Immediately, I was like... It's like, oh, when, it's like when Man City bought in Mark Hughes, innit, when they got rich. Yeah, well, yeah. Stuart Pearce. Like, you're just like... Yeah. Not, the pro- the pro- there's no point looking at teams when their manager's so poor. But the thing with them... You know that, you know that stat, the X, XG stat that they came up with? Like, the supposed amount of How many games you were... <laughs> well, hold on, can I just say, it was so funny in Match of the Day where it was like... The score, the score is three one. They should have scored three point two four goals. Like, how can that be the expected goals if it's after the game? Yeah, no, the expected goals measure is a really interesting one because they have xG and they now have xA, which is expected assists. Yeah, and they, they, they expected assists is a lot closer to real life. So when they've retrospectively gone back on loads of games, they're like the xG is the xA is, this is how many assists they should the xG have tends to overinflate a little bit, yeah. and it's only because so typically if you're a really good finisher then you should score more than is expected. Because XG is based on like your position, the goalie, the chance, whether it's a header, whether it's, whether it's on your right, like your correct foot. It just foot. feels like it was made by people who don't play football. Well, oh, the, yes. The, the, no, no, the yeah. irony of it is it's one of, they, they claim it's basically one of the most accurate measures of so whether a team should have won a game or not based on goals. And it is close, but XG typically is a bit higher. There's only a few players where they'll... So Aguero is a good example where he's typically higher than his XG because he's a good finisher. Yeah. Uh, it kind of shows the level of finishing, but it was funny because I, I was looking at something this morning and Joe Linton came up. He's got like one of the worst XG, <laughs> XG ratings or something. So basically, the guy gets tons of chances and scores none. So yeah, good luck, Newcastle. Good for them. He'll probably go and score a hat trick in the first game week in our XG. Yeah, he's 22. I know, he's and, got, and the I thing know, is, admittedly, I he's do think. Good, I think you fall into the trap a lot, but you can just look at goals and think 
oh, I can judge a player based on their goals and assists. And uh, yeah, that's yours. Um, yeah, I, I, for me, until I actually watch someone play, I'll, I'll be like, okay, I'll look. If you just look at appearances and goals, like Rondon would have looked useless for West Brom when he was there. And it he was. But he wasn't. Well, like, he wasn't. He still scored 11, 12 goals. But, that, but you'd look and it'd be like 38. But no, well, it depends. Sometimes they're there to hold the ball up. Sometimes they're there to link mm-hmm. up play. We were just talking about Benteke as a joke for West Ham as hold up play for all the good wingers. You're like, well, he would be in there to be a hold up player. Like, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't hold out any hope for Newcastle at the moment, the way they're going, but we'll see. It's like, but for me, it's like when they put up like because there's been a lot of like hate to Zidane because of the way he's treating Bell and they put up Bell versus Zidane's stats and it's like yeah. Bell's has got more assists, more goals, more, more trophies, more everything and it's like well Bell's better but no, <laughs> but like it, it you can fall into the trap of just be like going onto Wikipedia and seeing goals per matches. Yeah. Yeah, well like I said I haven't seen a lot of him but I do know that he didn't do very well last season. Bottom line. So Right, Dan, you've got a game for us. I have got a game, actually, yeah. A really original game that I've never played before. Like all your games? Like all my games. Um, but it is transfer-themed, you'll be pleased to know. Seeing as we're in the transfer window, I figured we'd, um, we'd stick with that theme. So this game is a brand new game that I've just made up called Higher or Lower. And you're probably starting to realise already it's based on transfer fees. So well, You just said it was. So. <laughs> so, yeah. No, as in higher or lower, as in the fee. Height-wise. As in the fee. So, yeah, not higher or lower as in the fees. Fees. Yeah. Oh. Right. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so, quite simply, I'm going to ask you one at a time. I've got... It's... Hold on, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> no. Explain the rules. Five questions each. I'm going to ask you one at a time. Higher or lower. I'm going to start with the player and their, the price that they went for. In fee. As a fee. Oh. In euros, by the way. And well, the reason I've had to do this in euros, so I did it in pounds. No, I did it in pounds originally, and then what I realised is because some of these are a bit are, are older, actually the exchange rate has fluctuated so much that it looks much lower than it actually is. Because so I've just stuck all with euros. I understand this otherwise. business talk. Yeah. Uh, anyway, don't worry about it. The question's in euros. So um, should have done Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, not point. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, so as we all know, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, broke the world record transfer fee in 2009, going to Real Madrid for a then record. 94 million euros, which is about, was about 8 million pounds. Pittance now. Who's going first? Go on, Mark. All right. Mark's going to go first. So in 2017, Lukaku went from Everton to Man United, but did he go for more or less than 94 million euros? Was it higher or lower? What are you think? I'm going to, yeah, well, I'm going to go lower. Only just, it was lower. Yeah. It, it was close. Like it was close. It was eighty-five million. Because it was seventy-five million pounds. Yeah. Like, who, who did you say? Lukaku. Yeah. Everton to United. So correct. One point. It yeah. was lower. It was eighty-five million. Into so if Chris gets it wrong, does it get passed over? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about that one for a minute. No, it doesn't. Uh, Chris. In 2014, oh, <laughs> in 2014, James Rodriguez went from Monaco to Madrid, but did he go for more or less than the value that Lukaku went to United? For? He said it was 85 million euros. 85 million euros. Was it more or less than that? Uh, it was, oh God, less. It was lower. It was 76 million. It was 65 million, million pounds, is not it? It was 76 million euros, yeah. 
So it was sixty-five million pounds. Uh, sixty-five million pounds, correct. Shit. Uh, each. <laughs> Mark, in twenty nineteen, just last month, Lucas Hernandez went from Atletico Madrid to Bayern Munich. But did he go for higher or lower than the seventy-six million euros that were agreed? Higher. It was higher. He went for oh. eighty million. He was the highest defender, the highest ever defender. A cost for a defender. Uh, 80 well, million euros. That, okay. Uh, Lucas Hernandez. Chris, that's 2 1. Uh, Chris, only a few weeks ago, Man City signed Rodri from Atletico Madrid. But was it higher or lower than the 80 million from lower. Lucas Hernandez? It was just lower. 70 million, 2 2. Uh, just, this is quite an easy one, I think, but we'll see. Mark, oh, in 2013, <laughs> Did he go for more or less than Gareth Bell's 86 million? Um, I think... Oh, God, this is, this is a close one as well, isn't it? 86 million. I'm going to go for... Uh, less. It was higher. Oh, it was. He went for 105 million oh. to Barcelona. Uh, Mark, in 2019... Lost. Eden Hazard went from Chelsea to Madrid, but was it for more or less than the 105 million that Dembele went to Barca? Remember, this is Euros. Was that a clue? <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say lower, and then it was like, I'll still go lower. You think so? It was lower, oh, just right. 100 million in it Euros. Threw me off there. I was like, look, remember, it's Euro. Oh, okay. No, yeah. Uh, Eden Hazard went to Madrid for 100 million euros. By the way, I should have said at the start, none of these include add-ons. These are just the transfers. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. I figured you got that. No, no, you were the one that would be asking yeah, that. Yeah, I figured you got that. Uh, I go Chris. with whatever's on your phone is correct, even if it's not the real yeah. thing. We're not going to have the stewards after. Chris. He would. I would. I'd get Wikipedia up, but this is from Wikipedia. Four so two question mark. marks about with it. 4-2. Um, Chris, um, recently, Joe Felix went to Atletico Madrid from Benfica. Did he go for more or less than the hundred million that Eden has? Heard of this player? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for hundred million. Yeah. Uh, how old is he? He is. Oh, was a clue. Is that going 18? on? Eighteen. Lower. I literally sent the thing to the group like a week ago. Yeah. The well, news he article. He's basically one of the highest transfer fees <laughs> in record history. Oh, is it? Oh. I sent it to our chat, like, a few days ago. One of the highest, man. Not the highest. Uh, Joe Felix went to Atletico for 126 million euros. Mm. An unproven 18 year old with one season of experience. So 3 2 to, 4 2 to Mark. 4 2 to Mark. 4 2 to Mark with one to go. Mark, in 2018, Coutinho went to Barcelona from Liverpool. But did he go for more or less than 126 well, he went for million more. euros? I'm going more because it was like. Reported at like 180 or something. It was less. In actual fact, it was 120 million euros. It was less than Joe Felix. What an idiot. <laughs> Wasn't Joe Felix at 118 or something? It was 126 million. Oh. I'm only going on the, say, the list I found online on Wikipedia based on the No stewards inquiries. I'm going on your I'm going on. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chris, to finish off. Griezmann just went from Atletico Madrid to Barcelona. But did he go for more or less than Griezmann? Griezmann has just gone to Barcelona from Atletico Madrid and had his debut this week. Did he go for more or less than the 120 million they paid for Coutinho? He went for more. It was in fact less. Oh 119 million as we speak, although they are taking him to court to try and get 150. But so at the moment next it's week that could be right. <laughs> Uh, that's going to take yeah. years, so I wouldn't worry about that. I'll remember um, it. So, 4 2 as a final thing. I did have a tiebreaker, but clearly we didn't need that. Do you want to try the tiebreaker? Yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, go on then. In 2001, Zidane broke the world record transfer when he moved from Juventus to Madrid. But what did he move for to the nearest 1 million euros? <clears throat> was, it, was, was it euros back then? Yep. 2001. I'm going to go... 36 pesos. I'll go, yeah, like 90 million pesetas. No, I'll go uh, 45 million euros. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, 32 million. It was 77.5 million euros. Until Ronaldo, he was still... Because I think back then... Really? He was still the world record transfer fee until Ronaldo. I know, because I thought he was beat by Kaka. But it was the same summer Ronaldo. Was it calculate like ninety? But um, the reason that so as an example, that was only forty six million pounds. Yeah, the exchange that's, what, rate that's what I different. had in my head. Yeah, but it was seventy seven point five million euros, which I, today I had the forty five forty six in my head. Which it's still more than most of those transfers we've talked about. Uh, so Mark wins. Congratulations, Mark. Well done. God, it's been a while since I've won a game, isn't it? That's the first time I've won one in a while. Right. Front three, back four. Yeah? Yep. Mark went first that game. Why don't you go first, Chris? Oh, thanks. Uh, in my front three this week is... You've guessed it right, Dan. It's the human race. Um, I don't know if you know, but last week we all almost died. Because a giant asteroid skimmed past the planet Earth. Didn't see that. Yeah. Only 45,000 miles away. It's close. It was close. Or 560 euros. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, apparently uh, we weren't told, but a slow-moving asteroid just skimmed past planet Earth and could have um, met us all extinct. Why did they not let us know? Well, why are they going to worry? They only found out about it a few days before it happened, right? Uh, See, they're lying to us. Can't Who was? Who's they? They. The government. Yeah. NASA. So was that your back fourth? That was your. That's yeah. my front three because the, the human race is safe. Survived again. Yeah, I have a, this was a really long article, so I didn't bother reading it. And you get really upset when I read articles to you, then. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, and my back four this week is Jalen Ramsey. Do you know who Jalen Ramsey is? I don't know. He's uh, an NFL player for Mark's favorite team, the Jaguars. Jags. I, I think I saw you tweet this. Did I? Yeah. Uh, he um, arrived in to training camp, so obviously before the season starts they'll go to training camp, getting ready to go, and he arrived in what's called a Brinks truck. Do you know what a Brinks truck is? It's like a bank truck with all money in it and stuff. So as a, as a kind of like, I don't know if it's a promotional stunt, it, I think Adidas um, promoted it as well, but this year is his contract year and he wants to get paid. Um, and he arrived in this truck and it was so cringe that it, it was just embarrassing. So we can barely get the doors open. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, I, I can show you the clip now. Yeah. I can't really hear it now. Guys, 
sort of thing, but... So it's not going to make good podcasts, I think. None of this is. <laughs> Why has it got, like, a French flag looking... I literally have no idea what he's saying. So he's hype man. For the listeners, he's coming out of a truck it's like, with bags of money. It's like Bane. Adidas bags, yeah. <laughs> very, yeah, but very unclimactic. You could barely get the door open. It swings back on him. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. If it's bad and listening, Is he turned up at training? Like he's turned up in training. With so. a hype man? Yeah. That's hilarious. What, every training session? <laughs> just, just the first one. I'm all for giving people jobs, but Christ. Well, he's, he's a very outspoken player and he just... Mm, I don't know. Okay. Well, very awkward stuff. Great. Um, in my front three this week... Have you got a front three and about four? Yeah. Oi! In my front three this week is Amazon Prime. Uh, I'd just like to thank Amazon Prime for their uh, efforts of moving into the world of sports. Uh, because Amazon Prime are, are trying to take on the sporting world, trying to take on Sky. When are they doing those two Christmas games? Got, this, this year, year they've got some season. Christmas games. Uh, they have some of the best sports documentaries ever. So uh, that Man City, don't try and tell me that Man City one's good. But, didn't say anything about Man City. But they you, have that's some what you were ta- telling us to watch. They have some it. excellent sports documentaries. Last year, you'll remember last year because I said I was really looking forward to watching it. So the one I'm looking forward to watching this year, there are two. I know the Carolinas um, finished that today. All or nothing. I have just start, just downloaded it to start it. So I'm looking forward to watching that. Big but fans. also, there's one called Take Us Home, Leeds United, which is all about Leeds last season with Bielsa. And with all the Spygate and everything, I'm looking forward to watching that documentary because it was a proper behind-the-scenes followed them throughout the season. So, so the two you've named you haven't watched yet? No, I, I'm saying I'm looking forward to <laughs> it. Excellent. Excellent. I'm saying thank you to all Amazon the in, Prime all the insight. for making yeah. the effort <laughs> to make these documentaries because I'm really looking forward to watching all of them to give some insight into what goes on behind the scenes of all these sports. So that's Did you watch the Sunderland one? So apparently that's guy. better yeah, that than better. the Man City one. It's way better. Yeah, I've watched Because int- like, when you're behind the scenes... It's interesting when things are going wrong, not right. Because like that Man City one was just. Did you? There was like Man City versus Chelsea, and it was nil nil at half time. And it was like, and Guardiola spotted a hole, and then they show a clip of him talking to De Bruyne. They're like, so he's set up in the second half. It's like thing like it's some American sport where they're yeah. going to do a set play and yeah. they win one nil. It was Americanized. Was, for the, sure. the De Bruyne scores and it. They made it out like at half time. He, he had this, this, yeah. yeah, he had set up this play for De Bruyne to score to win one nil. You're like, oh, it's just. Well, anyway, this Leeds my United, rant. <laughs> this Leeds United documentary is narrated by Russell Crowe, which is also quite exciting, but makes it makes you feel like it's going to be fairly dramatic. A lot of swear words. Fairly dramatic, probably. Uh, so that's my front three. My back four this week uh, is Liverpool Football Club. Oh, uh, football related. I don't know if you saw the news, but Liverpool FC are trying to trademark the word Liverpool. So that the word Liverpool will belong to Liverpool FC. And they're claiming they want to do that. Because by the way, Southampton have done it. And I can't remember what other team have done it. Maybe Brighton, someone. Uh, Liverpool are claiming that there's so much memorabilia that is fake that people put the Liverpool FC name on and then they sell it to fans, and fans are getting a raw deal because they're getting crappy stuff, that they want to trademark the word Liverpool. Obviously, the town of Liverpool are up in arms again, which is ridiculous. This is a city, you can't have the trademark. But they've generally filed for a patent. How does that even work, though? Because then what? So everything that has Liverpool's name on it, they'll get money for? Or you have to get their permission to use the word Liverpool. There is a team called the City of Liverpool FC, which is like a non-league team, who arguably, if that happens, which it probably won't, 
they would have to change their name unless Liverpool gave them permission to be called that. But you said Southampton have already done this. Yeah, as Southampton well. FC have a um, have a trademark on the, but but they they are one club town city whatever you want to call them and yeah they they've done it. What if you just had like an I Heart Southampton T-shirt? Well, theoretically, it should either be a proper official club one, or they have to have given permission, or they have to have taken so royalties. Weird. Yeah. How could anyone allow that? So that's why they're in my back four, because you cannot take the Liverpool name and just trademark it. Should imagine trademarking London. Mad. Anyway, there you go. Trademark Chris. That's a good segue into mine, because London, um, if they trademarked it, what would Pro Evo do? Because, you know, they're, they're <laughs> London blue and London red teams. And uh, But this year, have you heard of Paimonte Calcio? Well, that's what Juventus are going to be called in the new FIFA because Pro Evo have got exclusive rights to Juventus. No, is this, really? is this front three or back four? This is my front three because it means Pro could come back. Wow. They've got one team. Paimonte Pi- 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 Calcio is what Juve are going to be called. What's that mean? Wow. In, Juven- uh, in FIFA. So FIFA's got every licensed team except Juventus. So Strange. Paimonte <clears throat> Calcio. That's yeah. so weird. What does that mean in Italian? Do you know? Uh... No. It's all to do with their black and white striped kit. Ah, yes. So, there you go. Milk is white. There you go. It so, like, so it'll be a bit weird. We don't play FIFA anymore. Don't play. I, I thought the last one was rubbish, so I didn't get into it. But yeah, it'd be interesting seeing that they've had Juve on the front cover of their FIFAs for a while. I don't know if they've announced who's on the front cover this year. But I know it might be Van Dijk. I think it, it is week. Van Dyke and um, Hazard. They've both got their own front covers. They announced it last week. You should put Sterling on there. They always have a Premier League player. Cause it was, uh, and they always have Rooney on it. Um, do you want to know what uh, Piemonte Cassio stands for? Pimento and Milk. No, it stands for Piedmont Football. And Piedmont is the Italian region where Turin is. And what does Cassio mean? Football. Really? Apparently. There you go. Ah, there you go. So that's uh, an odd one I saw. My, uh, no so, loan Tiendo. Gone. So my back four, it's in my back four because it makes me depressed, is BBC released how much some of the top Instagrammers got paid, gets paid per post. Oh, so it makes me angry as well. Why? It's just so much money. So self-made, no, help, no help in hand, started from the bottom, now she's here. Kylie Jenner is number one and she gets paid £1.2 million per post. Nice. So, just to give you an idea, she's got 141 million followers, and she's done just over 6,000 posts. So, <laughs> you can... Yeah, well, she's got a million for all 6,000, because the only if it's yeah, a sponsor, she'll have posted some of her own. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Like, but still. Yeah. Footballer Cristiano Ronaldo, you may have heard of him. Um, he was third, he's the third highest person. He's getting just under a million dollars, so about... I wonder what you got for that sauna one in his underwear. Yeah, so he gets about 800k for a post on Instagram. Just put a picture up. It's all right, isn't it? You should make an all talk FC Instagram. But Kylie Jenner showed she's self made. Anyone can do this. You don't need any any help in hand. You just set up your own instant. I mean, it helps that she's got a pretty famous family. Yeah. No, but that's the joke because she was labelled the first ever, uh, the youngest ever self made billionaire. And it's like, well... It's like Donald Trump saying, I've got a small loan of a million dollars from my dad. 
Yeah, like not that she's used her family name at all to help her, but good on her. Yeah. So yeah. Two great mums. It was my. Uh... But yeah, it's my back four because it's just depressing. Like I got, I got about fifty likes on a post once. That's, that's, fifty. Yeah. What did that's you write? Me. That's good. I love Kylie Jenner. <laughs> I love Kylie. Yeah. <laughs> Ariana Grande for life. <laughs> Haters are gonna hate. <laughs> but there we go. That sounds like a Chris tweet. <laughs> yeah, back on Twitter. Yeah. How is how is life back on Twitter? I'm depressed. <laughs> I've cut my wrist twice. <laughs> no. We it's suddenly like, stopped laughing because yeah, we're like, that's 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, it should be. Uh, did you miss it when you were gone? No, I might, I might actually take it off again because it's quite interesting. It was he, nice to be off. He now hates white men. <laughs> so me and Danny are in trouble here. <laughs> oh, I need some uh, some uh, repatriation. What's the... No, there you go. Right, so actually this week we're going to have to do some studying. Some work, actual work towards this podcast because we've got a few things for next week. What's on, for ne- what's on the show next week, Chris? Uh, we're going to do our three big predictions. We're going to actually decide the rules for the results league. We're going to talk about the Champions League draft, best game ever. <laughs> and uh, there was a few other things we we're going to throw in there. Uh, yeah, 12 days, triple season starts again. Yeah, we should do the 12 days of Christmas, but for football. So each day you'll post something on Twitter. Why don't you do that? No, I'll, give that to, I'll give that to Mark, he's quite good at this stuff. 50, 50 likes. likes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Big man. Everything's going to be hashtag <laughs> We should do follow back <laughs> yeah. Ariadna Grande, follow back Kylie Jenner. <laughs> and on that note, see you next week. See you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.